Yeah. What are you doing? Wow. Hello. Welcome to New Polity. Welcome to our fresh new studio. Welcome to The Politics of Tyranny, episode whatever. Nine. Nine? 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 Who knows? We are... Not really into counting, <laughs> as, as we've gone over in earlier That's right. Episode. A census of any sort. Merely knowing like your times tables makes me suspicious to that you're a, a tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> Seems tyrannical. Why do you have that information? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just here at, uh, in Steubenville, de-educating our children, <laughs> crafting ourselves into a cult. <laughs> and before we invite you to join, we want to talk about one more mechanism of tyranny, population control. That's a big one. Yeah. That's yeah, one yeah, everyone yeah. I think thinks of. It's not you like that so? weird liberty stuff we were doing. Population <laughs> control. Yeah. Sounds scientific though. Yeah, that's true. I suppose so. I, I, I've been... Thinking about this a What's lot. What's your position on science, Mark? <laughs> Pro or con? I love science. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just, I just don't mean by it what people mean, and then I can have it. You know. Sure. It's like how that's how post-liberal people tend to like rights. But you're in favor of science. <laughs> Good work. Okay, let's move on. The uh, population <laughs> control. While yes, a a um, certainly a more modern ring to it. Yeah. Does have its ancient precedents. We would argue. And I, I, I want to make the basic argument here that it is maybe one of the more fundamental necessities of tyranny. Like there's a little bit less of an option when it comes to population control, by which I mean the management of human reproduction. Right. Um, I think what that, which is an important point that we're not just talking about like numbers, managing the numbers. No, no, no. You're talking about the, 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 the process of reproduction itself. Well, reproduction, procreation, right. properly speaking. I don't actually think human beings reproduce. Uh, me either. Right. You actually were the first to say that to me, but provided no justification. Right. And so then I thought for, <laughs> I thought for a year, and then I wrote, a, I wrote an argument that human beings don't reproduce, which is actually really easy. You can read it on our website, newpolity.com. Yeah. Um, Let's not explain it. Though. Go ahead. <laughs> you can be like me. Um, <laughs> no, we are – when we talk about uh, the management of, of procreation um, – we are talking about uh, – whenever I get back on track, I always say things like we're talking about uh -huh, right. become meta to the conversation. Like right. our mouths are moving in such a way so as to inform you. <laughs> yeah, You're just fine. Time. I, I hate when I do that. But I do, do it. it all the time. Don't worry about it. Okay. You're fine. Procreation is a problem because if um, you're going to rule for private gain, then it's it's people that you're ruling. And that means you need people. Mm -hmm. Again, this seems completely obvious, but we've discussed the way that the tyrant – always is getting his power through a series of manipulations and mechanisms um, of over the whole society and the whole society is participating in it. Mm -hmm. You don't get tyranny without everyone. And so one of the basic maintenances is you can't have a tyrant without other people. So there's a very material, uh, uh, there's a material necessity to, to procreation. But there, um, but there, but there's the rub in that, isn't there? Because you right. need other people, but the creation of other people is precisely the, the the setting at which untyrannical things are found. Exactly, the yeah. Yeah, the family is how you get new people, but the family is also how you get societies um, that have a totally different value system than the, the one of the tyranny. Right. So when we talk about population control, we're really talking about a tentative and, and warlike grasp of a, another power mm -hmm. that the tyrant must take in order to properly be a tyrant. So you can think about this um, just in terms of, I mean, I tend to think about the Bible. I think about the Pharaoh 
um, in the Exodus story, having to manage the population of the Israelites. I mean, he lays out the problem very, very simply, um, namely that he needs to have the production of Israelites in order to build his various um, cities, but they're becoming too many, um, and he's worried that they at some point will have more power right. than him. Um, and I should I should say that this can't just be a question of numbers. Like the fear cannot just be at some point there will be so many people that the the tyrant will be overthrown because it requires that – it can't just be numbers. It has to be unsubjugated numbers in some way. It has to be people who are willing to enter into active rebellion. The power can't just be – there is no power in numbers um, unless those numbers are orientated towards a different good than that of the tyrant, and then those numbers become a de facto power. But the, the, the having too many children is an interesting an interesting case there because what you're saying, what you're getting at, I think, is that is that by having many children, the families themselves are becoming right. independent societies and therefore a change. threat yeah. to, to, to the pharaoh. And so – and, and I'm arguing that this is necessary, that you can't just have like what the family is cannot simply produce soldiers for an army. It cannot simply produce slaves for a tyrant because the only way that you get functioning human beings is through love. Yes. They have to, children have to be raised. They have to be raised. They're not – it's not just a material production. Right. It's that the family is necessary to maintain in its integrity as a society in which – Power is orientated towards the weakest, namely the new child, mm -hmm. with the goal of raising that weak person to the position of strength, at which point they don't need the various rules, laws, coercive tactics, and otherwise <laughs> potentially tyrannical forms so the, in order to be who they are. So, so the, the problem yeah. of the tyrant is that he needs to figure out how to use What's what is the most fundamentally non-tyrannical yeah. form of power, which is parents over their children? He needs to somehow integrate that into a tyrannical form. Absolutely, right. He has to because he ha there's no other way to come up with the, the 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 human beings that he needs. Yeah, and you can see in in almost every almost every tyrant in history when we think about like the big guy tyrant. Um, has this problem. So one place where you see maybe the closest to a direct attempt to take over procreation is within the technology that we call harem. Mm. So so associated with tyrannies of the East, but mm -hmm. I think present elsewhere, um, like ancient Assyrians, for instance, um, you have the, the, the desire of the tyrant to actually be the father of the majority of the children of, in a society. Or at least the majority of the powerful children in the society. So you're quite literally going out. You're taking, you're you're trying to make a super family, as it were, um, that you can direct against, uh, against the regular procreating family. So that that's an attempt to actually get into the family and make it for the sake of the production of servants. Got it. So a harem society where you enslave the women, and then you're producing children from the king who then populate his sort of power apparatus. Yeah, yeah, princes, bureaucrats, right. administrators. Right. So that the that there's you take the loyalties of a family and you basically say, well, these belong to me in a more preeminent way than to everyone else. But most of the time that doesn't really work <laughs> because I mean, 
harems aren't notorious for just actually being like slaughterhouses of rivalry. I um, was just going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all those children just end up killing each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. it, doesn't, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work out. Uh, and so it, it does seem that more intelligent tyrants tend to try and find ways to preserve the love um, and service of the family, but um, kind of ride on it or, or extract from it the valuable thing, which is the functioning human being, which he needs, um, without that same power becoming a rival. Okay. To yeah, his so power. how does he do it? Um, well, I mean, I think the simplest way to put it is that since he has no power over procreation itself or no useful power over procreation itself, um, he has to provide a reason um, to procreate or not procreate. Got it. So what I mean is um, we've always spoken of the tyrant operating through systems of punishments and rewards. Wars, right. So you have that de facto power you can bring to bear against a population of people. That's the manner in which you do it. You make it desirable for the reward to do your will and you make it uh, undesirable not to because of the punishment. Um, yeah, and these aren't necessarily – these aren't just extrinsic but they become internalized through the things we were talking about. We talked about norms. We talked about propaganda. We talked about fanaticism. Yeah. We've talked about ideologies. Yeah. That these these systems of punishments and rewards are are more socially complex than than just like someone's going to slap your hand or yeah. or give you a pile of money or something. Yes, but what's fundamental is that for the tyrant, he needs to make the family procreate for the same kind of reasons that he needs them to procreate. Yeah. So one way we might say this simply is you under a tyrannical regime need to be convinced that you are producing children for the tyrannical regime and that and for that the is, good of the regime. Right. And that's a good. And you have to think that's good. And you have to desire it for yourself. So, it's funny because and I bring this up to maybe frame it in a way that I sometimes hear Catholics speak like this where you remember back when we were arguing about gay marriage. You're right, before it just became like... Hold on, let me think about yeah. that. Way back, way back. Oh, yeah. One of the arguments... I, I, was, I was like in high... I feel like it was in high school, but I was still horrified to find this, like the kind of Supreme Court arguments. One of the big arguments is like, we can't have gay marriage. We must have marriage as a natural institution because the state needs children. Yeah. Procreation provides yeah, the yeah. children, which is a definite sign that you're about to lose the argument, right? Yeah. Because obviously we can produce children through. Yeah, it's a weird aspect of American law. Like the interests of the state yeah. become a something that the lawyers have to argue in order to try to win. Yeah, right, exactly. But that that I think is a, a maybe a, just a contemporary way to frame like what a tyranny needs is for that. Frankly, I think ridiculous idea to become an actual virtue or a mm -hmm. habit at least, uh, a mode of thinking, a mode of being, a mode of operating um, within a people. Yeah, that. so there's really there's really sort of like obvious and kind of vulgar um, uh, examples of this. For example, in you know fascist regimes mm -hmm. or something in the 20th century, where you know to produce children for the fatherland yeah. becomes mm -hmm. this this highly honorable thing for for you know healthy young women to do. I know, and Catholic right? conservatives can be such a sucker for this whenever they see it because they can be like, right. "Look, they're like pro natalist women, yeah, whatever." Right, it's right. Like, well, actually, they're just making SS soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's bad, but well, but it is acknowledging that in order to make SS soldiers, like they're they're doing the right thing mm -hmm. 
because you have to because preserve. Because human beings are good. Well, they're good. So you need a, <laughs> the good of the family has to be preserved in order yeah. to get the thing that can then be degraded into an SS right. soldier. I mean, right. that's how evil works. It has to be a privation upon the good. But if you start privating, that's not a word, is it? Oh, Depriving. I, there it there is. You go. There you go. <laughs> if you start depriving too early, you get um, useless children. Right. So, so this is you have to you have to figure out how to order it at the, and this is i mean i'm going to go someplace that's maybe a little a little bit abstract here but and you can correct me or pull me back to reality if it's too weird but it seems to me that in the ideal um when we think about human anthropology from the very beginning from genesis the, that 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 we are made male and female and then our primary our first initial task is to procreate is to multiply that that description in Genesis is a description of human nature. Yeah. So what I mean is it's not it's not like it's not like it's just a task that is tacked tagged like tacked onto who we are after the fact, but those passages are passages are a description of who human beings are. So what yeah. I'm saying is that our procreation in a just society is not for anything other than just being human beings. I, right? I, yeah, and I've noticed that when people procreate usually it's because they're happy. Yeah, so this is, it's, it's simply the it's simply the pursuit of our end as yeah. a, as a human being, which is happiness, and and that. I mean, the, even it, the language of flourishing is in the production of fruit. I mean, exactly. It, it's not. It's, it's it's not. I'm not saying like it's the same thing as a as a tree, you know, giving an apple, but it's more like that than it is like a calculated plan of like. Right. Deciding and so we're having you, you you know the it's it's somewhat analogous, I, I would say, to the question of why does God create, mm. right? Where we don't. We don't. We don't. We can't position his creation as an ends to or a means to some other end, because sure. he doesn't have the need for anything. He has no lack. He's self sufficient, and so the creation is an end in of itself. The creation is simply God loving, right? And so, and I think with the human being, then our creation of children, if if just, if right, if if, if fully right, would be analogous to that. Sure. Like we're not doing it for any reason other than to do it. Right. 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 And 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 so it, the injecting of reasons, and that's and that's the that's like the highest functions that we have. That's like totally. us being most perfectly human. Yeah. And so the injection of reasons into that calculus is a subordination of our nature. Yeah. To some other end. Right. right? It, so we, we're still loving, and we're still creating children for the children. I mean, I think that's what you're getting at. Is that that you mechanism to has to that. Re retain that. But now that that is now is now situated within a chain of means towards some other end, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and that can manifest itself negatively in where, wherein we're not talking about why we're having children, but we start talking about why we're not having children, Sure. right? So, so maybe the reason we have children is merely to have them, but, but we don't have them because if we have them now, that doesn't fit into the chain, the sequence of means towards whatever that end is. Whereas if we wait a couple of years or whatever, it will. Yeah. Or if we have fewer children rather than more, we can fit it into the the mechanism. Right, right. Right. And so think, we, we can fit in our our fundamental humanity into a, a a really dehumanized mechanism. Yeah. And so just to I, I think that wasn't too weird. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Great job. Okay. <laughs> uh, so to but to bring it back, I, I think that then what the what the tyrant is doing when we talk about the control over human fertility um, is that insertion of reasons um, 
but where the reasons are very specifically the rewards of the tyrannical regime, regime right. or the negative reasons are to avoid the punishments of the tyrannical regime. And um, I'll, since we're kind of speaking about our society, I'll, I'll do it quickly, but then we'll, okay. we'll run okay. back okay. so that so that it's clear that this is something that's just fundamental to tyranny. It doesn't matter you know, where it crops up. It's it's ugly head. Um, so with, within our society, it's obviously that we live in a regime where um, the tyranny's primary and maybe at this point it's kind of reduced itself to its its only reward and punishment is money and the lack thereof and i don't think it's accidental that the decision like the prudential decision to have children or what has become the prudential decision to have children um it's only it's only seen as prudent insofar as it is within the calculus of money means so yeah or they'll use the euphemism of success success right um so right so you don't want to have children too early because you won't succeed you don't want to have them um too you, you don't want to have too many because you you not only will it, that hurt your success but their you, success their success <laughs> yeah right. right by which at some point we mean like um how what class of people they'll be able to enter the middle class right um and what kind of college and job and will you be, be able to, to will you be able to yeah. to accurately obey all the norms that we talked about in an earlier mm -hmm. podcast. So yeah. like, will you be able to, to satisfy the checklist of norms that solidifies your position within the regime? Yeah, man, this was a while back that we talked about yeah. this, but like it, right. it's abnormal to have a certain higher number of children. That's right. right. That yeah. itself is part of the punishment. That's part of the punishment. And then, so there's a, there's a stigma attached to it, which is part of the punishment, but then also the rewards become, you know, you can't, so, so, you know, I, I mean, I encountered people who say things like this, oh, we'd love to have more children, but we can't because we can't afford college for them. Right, right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you have like a three-year-old and you're thinking about college, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and that shows me the way, the, like the, inter, the full integration into the regime, yeah. right? The, where they've situated their entire life within the reward and punishment structure of the regime. And, and, to, and to be clear, like we're not saying that those rewards and punishments aren't real. They are real. Like you will suffer by not being able to put your kids through college. You'll suffer, will suffer. You'll suffer. Yeah. And that in the sense. Relative re rewards yeah, to yeah, the yeah, regime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's what a tyranny is. It's a right. shrinking of the world to a man-made world. Right. But within that man-made world, the rewards and the punishments, punishments are work. real. Okay. Yes. Now, now, because you had too many kids, you couldn't get all of them to college. Yeah, it really so... is the case that your neighbors are going to think you're weird. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. I have two kids. I, I, I'm I, normal. <laughs> you are not normal. And you... <laughs> so... <laughs> So the management of fertility, I think because we have, when we think of population control, we think immediately of like, I don't know, maybe one child policy in China yeah, or sure. something like that. The, the sort um, of just over, like beat over your head voter right, type. Yeah. Right. And, and there is, I mean, I don't want to deny that that's just, that is worse in some ways. <laughs> but what the through line between it all is however the rewards and punishments are, are administered. I mean, obviously, if you look at America as a democracy that's sort of self-governing and, and works a lot on like just just putting out norms um, that mm -hmm. we're all freely obeying, even though they're a little bit coercive. Yeah. Our population control, I think, is fit for our society, that the, your punishments are lighter for, for breaking them, whereas in China, it's a little more direct. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the through line, of course, is that fertility has become um, according to or managed by the rewards and punishments of the state. Um, and by the state, I just, just mean, mean the regime. Yeah. Yeah. De facto power. That's yep. the tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So what's interesting to me is when I look back on the ancient world, there's a category of, of person that we seem to have forgotten about, even though it was as much a part of any tyranny that we would recognize as a tyranny um, as something like a standing army, and that's the eunuch. Mm -hmm. Now, the eunuch was the one who, um, I mean, most fundamentally, it's just someone who's castrated. Um, but what that means is that they are um, unable to procreate. And sometimes we can think of this as just this bizarre, violent thing that happened. But if you look at any of the, I mean, whether Chinese empire or Syrian empire um, or even within the scriptures, the different, the, the, the creation of eunuchs was something participated in by people who wanted the rewards of um, separating themselves from procreation. What I mean is eunuchs were utilized as administrators um, within imperial states um, and the reason being that yeah. they had no rival loyalties. Right. They had no family. They had no children. They had no wife. Yeah, because they. Yeah. Whenever, they whenever we are fruitful and 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 we multiply, by necessity we create these alternative loyalties, these alternative structures of love, of service to the weak, that um, that are risks and dangers. Well, yeah, to, because you 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 get into a situation where it's like. I'm serving the interests of the tyrant because I love these other people. Right. Whereas the eunuch doesn't have that. Right. In the ideal, the right. eunuch will be, I'm serving the interests of the tyrant for myself. Yeah. Probably. Maybe he comes to love the tyrant. Because but because I can't do otherwise. Because that's what I that's who I my own self-interest yeah. merely, purely, one hundred percent, not clouded by any sort of mm -hmm. love of other is it, 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 so it's aligned with the tyrant. Yes. The tyrant can deal with that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and families who wanted their children to succeed would often create, I'm thinking specifically of, of the Chinese empire here, but it applies elsewhere, would 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 castrate their children. To make them eligible for make service. Them eligible. Yeah. It, would, it right, was a right, way right. of, it was a way of moving up. Right. Um, which is just a, a colloquial way of describing um, the rewards and punishments of the tyrants. Right. That some of those rewards and punishments are accessible through the sacrifice of fertility. Yeah. Um, and so what what I want to say is, in, in a way, we are all eunuchs, because yeah, <laughs> you know, no one's castrating us. Well, that's not well, even true. <laughs> Largely, no one's castrating us, right? But lots of yeah. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. We're gonna let that point stand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows what we're thinking. Of. Yeah. But um, the the desire to castrate ourselves and i just mean the limitation of procreation to like within the reward punishment system mm -hmm. is the same thing the eunuchs were were always you're saying, it's the same mechanism was all, yeah, yeah it's the yeah. same thing and you create um the kind of ideal participant that gets the most rewards is in fact the one who's most um cut off from the possibility of establishing an alternative system of order in and through the family. But that's not actually different, I think, the creation of eunuchs than our ideal individual within the liberal state. I mean, the ideal, I'm jumping, sorry, but the ideal no. individual is a eunuch. Now, yeah. since we're, for good reasons, mostly Christian reasons, we have a um, certain abhorrence about like coerced castration sometimes. Right. Um, we we can miss this seemingly less abhorrence in certain circles. Yeah, no, for sure. Anyway, but we we can we can miss this because we think well, it's just sort of happenstance that the uh, sort of one who gets the most rewards of um, 
of the liberal society is, you know, a male who's, you know, uh, between 20 and 30 receiving, uh, who has no ties, who is having sex, of course, mm -hmm. um, but not procreating it. He's being prudent in that regard. He's the one that's going to get the major rewards of society. Again, this is the, the there is a place for procreation still um, for his life later insofar as it's needed. By but, and only for an episode in his life. Sure. I mean, I think this is an important point because with the eunuchs, that in that mechanism, they just they do it once and for all and you're a eunuch for your life, obviously. There's no way of going back on that. But in our regime, maybe it's more clever because you can say be a functional eunuch then go through a phase in your life yeah, yeah, where yeah. you where you have a ch child or two, mm -hmm. but that phase is relatively short. I mean, you, you, the kids are are had close together if if there's more than one of them, and then are very short in very short order sent off to the to school, off to the institutions. Everyone's back to work, mm -hmm. and there's a there's a brief period in your mm -hmm. life, and then before you know it, the, those kids are gone, and you're back to work again as a fully functional, you might, you might non reproducing say that if, if person. Within if when if within ancient tyrannies population was grasped by separating actual people out into a eunuch population right. and a procreating population the genius of modernity is to be able to say we've grasped fertility by making one and the same person sometimes a eunuch and sometimes, sometimes procreating not. which right. allows us to it allows that person to be totally malleable to propaganda because if we need kids we can Turn on the turn on the have kids have kids button. Yeah, no, it's yeah. serious though. We're gonna right, need, right. I mean, this is what we do, right? We need kids, so we give everybody money if they have a kid, and then wow, people are having kids now. Um, and then if we, whoa, well, we don't want kids anymore, we can turn that off. Or the propaganda is the same. We can say, you know, parenting is beautiful, or we right. can turn that off and say, parenting is really a lame and it's kind of lame. Children are destroying. The and it's planet. funny because sometimes there's like uh, sometimes people miss the boat on the change, so you'll have like a genre of movies. That's like parenting is lame that kind of went too far into the 2000s in which it became like no parenting is beautiful and we need to have kids. And, right. You know, like the children of children of men, uh -huh. you know, that that era of movies where it's like actually no like fertility is a good. And and so there's like this awkward tension. But the point is we're, we can turn a switch on this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the production of a people that are malleable to the punishments and rewards of the tyrant is more fundamental than the particular direction the tyranny needs to go because those ends can change with circumstance. But what's fundamental is you need to strip people from um, the creation of alternative sources of order where they're no longer malleable in that way. AKA just having kids because you want to. <laughs> right. That's yeah. not malleable to, you know, whatever propaganda you might right. use to increase or decrease populations. No, yeah. In fact it creates it creates networks of power that are that are totally beyond the control of the tyrant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean this is this is very this is all this is all very interesting because I think I mean I, I guess at the extreme and I know we've briefly talked about this before, but maybe it's worth bringing up again, and maybe it's a, it gives us a place to kind of even wrap up here. Would be to talk about abortion. Mm, yeah. I think because tyrannical regimes, um, I mean, the killing of infants is is more or less a universal outside of um, Judaism and Christianity, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I guess I guess there's a few other examples of, of certain cultures and religions that don't go for it, but the vast majority do, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you think about the Old Testament that that it was just called the um, abomination of, of the, the nations. nations. Like, right. Well, this is understood to be what yeah, nations and, and do. Yeah, and of course, in the Greco-Roman world, it's just yeah. like routine to the point of being humdrum. Yeah. 
right? The killing of infants. To the point that, not to knock you off track here, that the Christian argument against infanticide, that like exposing your children, wasn't don't kill your children. It was that when you do that, slave traders pick them up and turn them into sex slaves. Right. And then you might be sleeping with your children it's when your, you then yeah. visit prostitutes. Right. I, like no, the Christian, I've, I've read that. I know. Isn't it wild? That I was know. like the big Christian argument. They didn't even bother being like, hey, don't kill your kids because yeah. bad. But they incest like, had a taboo. Yeah. They were like, you know, I mean, that's fascinating to that me. That is. If that comes, I feel like that will return in our society in some perverse way. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that right now. But, but it just seems like what what is happening there in the killing of the children is this extreme an extreme manifestation of extending the rewards and punishments of the regime into the the very life yeah. of the parent-child relationship right. the very heart of that alternative society or that alternative ordering right so that because of the rewards and punishments because because the children have been just arrayed into a series within the the sequence of means towards some end that their murder becomes becomes a, 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 like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I mean, right? it, it can quite literally be described as convincing mothers to become tyrants. Right, and so participating in tyranny and realizing within the family, like sacrificing the order of the family and saying, "No, we will take on the order of the society at large," which is a tyranny. Because if what we're saying is true that tyranny is um, power used for the sake of private gain, then within the Within um, an abortion regime, the consideration of abortion is always, always uh, over and against. It's always private gain over and against the weak. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. Of course, like this has to be um, contextualized with the fact that it's not like the situations are private gain in the sense of like something merely frivolous, right? No, but if you think about but it. It's still the punishment and rewards of – you know what? What are, what are the arguments for? Career, exactly. Uh, That's what I was going to say. That, that your freedom, as, you know, you're freedom, young yeah. and you have freedom, and you don't want this will ruin your life. You won't be able to finish college. You won't be able to do this. All of which may well be true. All of which are are true, probably, yeah. as far as like the way the regime is set up. That mm -hmm. system of rewards and punishments are really going to operate this way on you. Yeah. So the 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 best thing to do is to is to kill the child. Yeah. Right, and that 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 seems like. Once that becomes a possibility within society, um, an accepted possibility, then all the children have a little asterisk next to them, yeah. right? Like all the, the children are now children that were deemed compatible mm -hmm. with the ends, with the, the, the rewards mm -hmm. and punishment system, like, like, yeah. and, and they were all killable, mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, that, that, if you can absolutize that mentality, if you can extend it everywhere, then you're, that goes pretty far, pretty far towards um, bringing the family into the tyrannical regime. Right. And, and we've described in a few different places the tyranny as the attempt to build a man-made world, right? Because right. ultimately tyranny is idolatry. It wants to have the society proceed from the hand of man in the way that creation proceeds from the hand of God. It's a lie. Right. It's a ruse. But this is the attempt, which is why we link it right back to the first sin of, of Adam and mm -hmm. Eve. But – it's obviously, since it is a lie, <laughs> um, the closest you can get is is manipulations and destructive sort of creations. And, and, and with an abortion, um, what it allows us to do is say, yeah, all people do in a certain respect come from the hand of man. Because at the very beginning of the question of whether they will be born into this world, we've given a choice that is made within 
in the rewards and punishments of a man-made system. Right. So insofar as we can do this habitually, we can we can create a world in which human beings are created by other human beings and yeah, and the world is, is, that's is, the, that's is the man's, effect. not God's. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, does this actually work? No, I think it actually has I think it's I think it is the sign of the coming destruction and wrath because I don't think people are that evil for that long. Um, maybe I'm an optimist. No, I think you're right. Although, although, and, and especially, especially post Christ where the alternative is available, right. right? Like you can, you can understand maybe in the, in the ancient world before, before the coming of Christianity, mm -hmm. why regimes of child sacrifice became fixtures of stability and order. Like why, why was it that, yeah. that all these pagan regimes have regime, you know, is the way mandate they, child sacrifice. It's and it, the, way, the way that they promised that families wouldn't disturb tyranny. Yeah, exactly. It has a, has a very, very direct mechanism for the stability of the tyrannies. Mm -hmm. And, but now with Christianity as a, as an option and the church as the preaching against this always and presenting the, the always presenting grace as a way out, always presenting love as an alternative, I think you're right. I, th I don't think that those sorts of evil regimes last for long. I don't mm -hmm. think they can. Mm -hmm. And this isn't to stick, take a step back from the intensity, but you can see how uh, within the universalization of the eunuch, you have the same um, tyrannical mechanism as in the case of abortion, which are obviously part of the same mm -hmm. control of fertility that we're calling right. population control as a whole. Right. But in the same way, once you have, um, like what I think is really interesting is that in states in which you had eunuchs, you also had um, sort of procreation as being for the state. And, and what I want to argue is just that these are in some ways one and the same thing. You don't need everyone to sacrifice. In fact, you can't have everyone right. sacrifice their fertility, right, for the sake of reward. Mm -hmm. um, but it's sufficient to have enough of a culturally accepted castration of children in order for all fertility to again be a man-made reality it's no longer fruit the fruitfulness and multiplication of humanity that comes from god it's the decision of man to have fruitful versus not fruitful human right. beings again a ruse we're not really doing yeah, yeah, this yeah. right all we can do is destroy but it creates the illusion that nature operates at man's leave yes precisely Precisely, which is why when I say like there's a like the the eunuch society is always universal. This is simply what I mean. Like right. even with in our society, we do have the actual castration of people, mm -hmm. um, both whether prisoners, which we do all the time through ster forced sterilization, or the decision to permanently sterilize oneself, which is right. very common and suggested to the poor and at an extreme like propaganda rate and give you money to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that this, while it is true that yeah, we've kind of been able to extract procreation and and the lack thereof from one and the same person um that it's the same result that that this is now um fertility now comes from the hand of man mm -hmm. which i think we spoke a little bit about of when we talked about babel right the man-made right, right. city which becomes what it is because it disobeys the command to be fruitful and multiply again within normal procreative societies in which procreation is what happy people do when that is allowed to occur, difference naturally occurs. That's right. As families get bigger, they create their own cultures. As more families grow together, they, they create their own communities. Yep. As the communities grow and continue to have families without reference to the rewards and punishments of a master society, then that becomes increasingly incomprehensible to another society except for in relations of love and, That's right. and yeah. sharing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 
Power becomes diffused. It's diffused. I mean, culture like, becomes pluralistic. Just, I mean, we know this, right? Leave right. leave people to do what they want, and what happens? Diversity. Happens. Yeah, diversity <laughs> and and uh, yeah, diffused power, mm-hmm. or, or what the church maybe would call subsidiarity, right. orders of subsidiarity, and 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 then, and that's really one of the the key points here is that the idea that the family, the fa- a, a functioning family is an alternative political order, like an alternative yeah. to the tyr- tyranny. It yes. shows that an order based upon love and an order based upon the the power the use of power for the common good is possible right that it's not a fairy tale and that which, it's real which like, is which is why the family has always been considered that that kind of permanent that the, the one sign of the image of god that just never was scrubbed away by the fall right because i mean you spoke of the right. inserting a sort of anti-divine um reasoning right right like calculation mm-hmm. within human procreation where it's no longer um what we do because it's who we are um rather it's what we do in order to get something or to not lose something right yeah that becomes uh, we still are doing what we want to do but it becomes subordinate right mm-hmm. but in that you have a different image of god Right. What I mean is our primary way of understanding who God is has always I mean, why did God reveal himself as father? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's through that understanding of who our fathers are. Someone but, who gives for no reason. I mean for no no reason of his own. Right. Yeah. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what do you gain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um I mean the thing is a paradox. You you do gain things, but you gain them in common. So it's when you we, only gain them by not doing it for them. Right. Otherwise, so it's a paradox. I think we're becoming too it, abstract. But anyway, my, it's a my, paradox. Okay. My, my point is that there's an image of <laughs> there's an image of who God is in human procreation that is distorted um, to look an awful lot like the tyrant mm-hmm. when we have um, children or don't have children for the sake of private gain. It, what it, what I mean is our image of God then becomes one in which it's increasingly it's incomprehensible and not in a positive wondering way, but in an actual like it doesn't make sense way that God created us for love, that God created us with no with no calculus in mind. Right. Um, that becomes increasingly distant, obscure, and increasingly surprising to hear Christians preach it. I think. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's all one. It's all one thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in our particular society, um, which we have argued as a tyranny, population control um, comes through a system of rewards and punishments. And we know this, we know this to be the case. And so I do think there's a way in which we can save the argument for having kids um, that I guess maybe was a bit present in the whole uh, Supreme Court case arguments, but it's that having kids is resistance to tyranny right the point is not that you have kids to resist tyrants the point is that's just what it is mm-hmm. being fruitful and multiplying is is just a description of how humanity dances out of the control of any particular um attempt at monolithic power right so so i think people should me too that's the <laughs> that's your homework assignment <laughs> have yeah. a kid yeah <laughs> okay well thanks so much for listening that's that's uh, population control from from new polity have a good one bye